Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, everyone. It's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ Network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone spelled woe period begone wherever you listen to podcasts or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts have fun and see you later Hello and 
welcome to episode 159 of the Rustical Gaming Podcast. I'm your host and GM, Alex, and you're with me today, I have... Ben Meredith, Bryn Monroe, Lydia Nicholas, and Helen Gould. And who are you playing? Zolf Smith. Hamid Salaharunata Han. Sell Sidebottom. And Azu. Featuring special guest, far too many NPCs. I've just realised <laughs> I'm playing like 12 NPCs. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn. No wonder it's getting stilted and the conversations have a lot of awkward silences. It's just me running back and forth between different hats. <laughs> that's your life, Alex. That's the job. That's that's what you've built for yourself. It's true. It's that's true. Rusty Quill. <laughs> I, I literally did a recording today where I was up here, down here, up here, down here, talking to myself. It all got very weird. So we are at the sort of overlook, looking down towards Hiroshima, a city that seems to be a combined factory sort of hyper-industrial space combined with high culture. The best way I described it is high culture cathedrals and that kind of architecture with all of the mod cons laid over the top. I've been thinking of a better way to describe it. Have you ever seen those custom cars where, like, it's a classic car, but they take out everything apart from the shell, and then they put all of the, like, modern stuff inside, so it it still feels like a classic, that, but a city almost. So, in terms, then, of what's going to be happening is you are all coming in towards the outskirts of the city, and a couple of extra things to bear in mind is can I please get anyone who has knowledge history for the city and anyone who does not to let me know if you have any knowledges that are relevant. I got knowledge history. Uh-huh. Anyone got knowledge geography? I'd allow that as a major thing, obviously. I've got knowledge history, but is that applicable for a city I've probably never been to? Yeah, because it could have come up as like it is a it has become a major trade hub. Okay. Although not a port specifically anymore. So as a result, sure. it is relevant. 13. 12. 12, 13. Any other takers? Yeah, it is a major trade hub, and in the last 15 or so years, it went from being a kind of middling trade hub to really heavily embracing the sort of air travel thing because they were like, this is the thing of the future. We're going to back it regardless of whether it works or not. And it did. So as a result, they have become basically an international, what's a transit, like a transatlantic hub style, <laughs> where they've basically become like the, the major air site for this region of the world. But trans-Pacific. Yes. So as a result, there's, as you're sort of traveling towards the city, you can see even now, despite everything that's going on, there's a decent amount of air traffic. It primarily seems to be dirigibles though. What's a dirigible? Like a, a powered airship. Like with the, the poofy, is a floaty one. Yeah. The Mummy. You know the, the Mummy 2, the ship that they fly around in? Yes. The Mummy Returns, Alex. <laughs> Sorry, The Mummy uh. Returns. Ben, you're right. I apologise. <laughs> I'm ashamed. I'd like to pause the episode, end all content and apologise. I should have got that right. Featuring <laughs> Dwayne The Rock Johnson as the Scorpion King. It's, it's a classic. His first appearance <laughs> as the Scorpion King, to be specific. It's true. <laughs> That actual, that actual film is not garbage. It is very average, but not <laughs> offensive. But yeah, the, the airship uh, in that... Sunday watch, yes? Yes, <laughs> the airship in that is a dirigible. As you start approaching the city, Wilde takes a moment and sort of, like, addresses all of you as you're, as you're riding in. You are not drawing the attention you did whilst out in the sticks. The clientele is varied. I will repeat that it's extremely gnome-heavy, but at the same time, there are like large amounts of sapient races kicking around. There are all creeds and all colours, and no one really pays any of you any heed. And it's because as you start getting closer, you start to realise that compared to some of the stuff that's going on, 
you are tame by comparison. At least one gnome is walking around in what might be a homemade mech. Wow. In terms of the briefing, while well, I was like, okay, I, it's going to take me a little bit of time to chase down Earhart. There's quite a few places that she may have ended up holing up in. In the meantime, I'd suggest you all stock up with provisions if possible. And if there's anything that you need to chase down, now's the time. Because once we leave here, if all goes well, we're not going to be coming back to civilization for a long time. That makes sense. Uh, if, if we're going to be here a few days, are we going to get a ho- set of hotel rooms that are all kind of next to each other or something? Wild reaches into his bag, pulls out basically a bag of coins and uh, chucks them over to Hamid. You reckon there's a couple of hundred in there, something like that. He's like, that should cover everyone for their needs. If you've got any other like sources of income, I'd suggest you use them. Barnes, you're familiar with the city, right? Yep. Okay, Barnes, so <laughs> where, where would you suggest we meet? He takes a moment... There's a, uh, it's a fairly significant park, I guess, but um, honestly, your best bet would be the aeroport. Just meet at the entrance of the aeroport. It's big, it's flashy, you can't miss it. And uh, that way that we can coordinate. Sense, yeah. I mean, that's the first port call I'm going to be doing anyway. I'd say get yourself somewhere to stay for a couple of days and then we'll meet at the entrance, what, 24 hours? Fine. Sure. Wild, if you're going to be busy, do you want us to pick you up anything? He takes a moment. Yeah, actually. Would you be willing to pick me up? You know what? He, he writes out a list of equipment and then hands it to you. At a glance, it's just a lot of... <laughs> it's a combination of cold-weather-like explorer gear and convenience items for, like, ship travel. So it's mm-hmm. it's things like he's like a full wash kit and shave kit and a full. You've just been playing a lot of eighty days. Honestly, Alex. yeah, like that's the vibe that I'm going for with yeah. what how yeah. wild travels where he's like, hmm, right. if there's space a for full six cases, yes, I will have the full gentleman's travel gear, the full polar gear, and maybe a sousaphone just in case. Like, <laughs> this the list has two sides. One side is yeah, that's a very sensible list, good call, and the other one is really. Really, and he just gives you like a pouch of cash going deducts from that, keep the rest. All right, I'll be at the entrance of the airports this time tomorrow. All right, okay, good, good luck, Wild. Do, do, do let us know if you do need any help with anything. I probably will. Earhart is still not a fan of me. Oh, is she not? Well, that's a shame. You seem like a perfectly nice gentleman. I know, right. Regardless, needs must when the apocalypse drives, eh? Wild gives a begrudging nod from one pithy quote generator to another and then starts riding off a bit quicker. Barnes is sticking with the cart and Carter and all of the cobbles in the cart. In which case, then, I hand the reins over to you all. You have a large city to deal with and you have at least 24 hours before you meet up. What are you doing? Right, let's get the room sorted first so we've got a base of operations. Agreed. Yes, good idea. So... Rather than do a bunch of rolls for it, because it is a hyper-connected city, if you all tell me the kind of thing you're looking for, I will tell you what options are available. In terms of hotel yeah. or more general? As in, like, are you looking for something out of the way, even if it's a bit dingy? Are you looking for the poshest thing you can find? Like, give me some criteria, I'll tell you where in the city you are, what the hotel is, blah, 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 rather than just doing a roll and then saying, because you're not on under time pressure here. Unfortunately, Hamid has the money. <laughs> so we can all have as many opinions as we want. <laughs> Hamid will not push for the poshest one uh, possible, <gasps> even though that is, of course, his natural instinct. Character growth. Yeah. yeah. But he also will not stay somewhere horrible and dingy. I think that 
to, to Hammond, the most important thing will be location. Like, it should be near the airport, uh, but with good ways to get to access the rest of the city and have enough space for potentially for them to have suites because that means that we can have some private space which isn't just a bedroom where we can potentially all meet. Mm. The only complication is you, you have to look at a couple because the city's quite full at the moment. It is not over full, sure. there's no rationing or anything like that. It's just it is quite full because this is a major transport hub that is still open when huge chunks of the planet aren't. So trade has shifted here. So there's a lot of like sorry no vacancies kind of thing however you find somewhere overlooking the river it's quite nice it has a bakery on the ground floor and oh. it has sweets they still have sweets available for all humanoid sizes as well so i was about to ask I, like as it will definitely have said just make sure i can fit no gandalf in the hobbit hole you you ended up picking it because it was one of the only ones that has a large suite so we are talking for people who literally are like a 10 foot by 10 foot cube miniature like <laughs> they, they, oh, that, do we see some of those like walking down the street like oh gelatinous cube <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just on holiday with a jaunty hat <laughs> <laughs> that keeps sinking in it's got to push it back out <laughs> <laughs> I was about to make that same joke good work <laughs> I will ask then, Azu, I need to know one thing. Yeah? They offer you the large room, which might actually be a little too big for you. Do you take it or do you go for a standard, normal, mid-range room? She goes for the large room because she's not paying for it. Understood. (laughs) (laughs) And it'll be nice to starfish on a bed for the first time since she left home. So two things. For everyone else, you are all in, unless you tell me otherwise, a standard room that's appropriate for your size it's comfy it's well appointed and it is well maintained the place is well looked after as you specifically it immediately evokes loads of childhood memories because its scale is as if you are about 12 13 oh that's adorable so it, it has its own like cutlery and cups and blah 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 and it's all just that little bit too big for azu despite azu being big <laughs> A question: Do you mean more six or seven? Because you were were you referring to orcish? Oh, that's true. Because I am actually thirteen or, right oh, now. Oh no, yeah, that's fair. Actually, <laughs> no, that, no, that's a really good clarifying point. Orcish six, let's say. Yeah. But I, I do forget that Grizzle was ten and Azu's only thirteen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, it is immediately like, oh, I'm a kid again. In fact, like not to a huge inconvenience level, but it is things like, oh, I'll leave the room. <laughs> There we go, there's the door handle kind of thing. It's Azu is enjoying the novelty. I know, right? <laughs> she she sits on a chair and sees if she can swing her legs. You can. And sort of just does a little experiment. Like you do when you go to a hotel that's quite nice and, you know, you just like do a little bounce on the bed. You open the bottom drawer of the uh, wardrobe and for a moment you think... I reckon Hamid could sleep in there if he needed and then close it. <laughs> that's, that, that's the kind of scale you're at. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so yeah, you're in the hotel, it's well appointed, it has all of the mod cons, and by all of the mod cons I mean Hamage. I don't think you'd necessarily ever want to admit it, but it does put a lot of the other cities you've stayed at to shame, where it's stuff like, they have electric lights, not gas. They have like like hot running water on demand, like high pressure. They have all of the mod cons in a way that is quite rare unless you're at the real top end anywhere else 
but here you've picked just kind of upper mid. I delight in showing the kobolds the finer side of life. Do you allow the kobolds a room to themselves? Are you how how are you arranging the? Yeah, that, that to me that's one of the points of having a suite is that I I have a room and I can offer them a room. I mean, I will talk to them about even having separate rooms, but I'm imagining from the behaviours you've assigned to them so far that they will all stay in the same room. After you've been settled in a little while, Hamid, I would say that the Mater D does come knocking at the door. I'm assuming that you answer the door. Yeah. Yeah, you answer the door and then he apologises but he's not here to talk to you. Scrock then pipes up. It's for me. Heads over and then in very broken Japanese, because the things that are being discussed are quite complicated, Scrock lists his security concerns with the Mater D and the measures that the hotel <laughs> needs to make in order to protect you as a VIP. <laughs> oh god amazing <laughs> Hammond is simultaneously delighted and embarrassed it's basically Scrark laying down the law to a, a gentleman who is very politely listening but also quite tall so having to stoop quite low going all room service will be passed through me in the event that there is anything I don't recognise the uh, person who delivered it is to be held and he's just listing like VIP basically without your knowledge Scrark has developed a rider for you is Hamid doing the classic, like, oh, no, don't. Oh, go yeah. on. <laughs> no, no, I can oh, go on. Hamid is, is face-palming and also grinning. <laughs> it's like, he hates that he likes it. <laughs> okay. In this 24 hours, are you wanting to do anything apart from just chill in some actual, like, nice, spacious quality for a little bit? Oh, yes. You can go shopping now if you want, but I will I will tip my hat a bit, and, uh, sorry, tip my cards a little bit and say there will be opportunity still. I will be going shopping for wild stuff because I have the money for that and I don't want to break that promise. That's fine. One thing to note is Wild made it very easy because he also listed the suppliers that he wanted them from. Oh, that was <laughs> handy. It's, there's, there's the wild we it's, know. It's very much like a uh, Burton's shaving kit, number 16, with additional polish. Like, that's the kind of list that he's given you. Yeah. Anyone else wanting to do anything specific other than just have a bit of alone time for the first time in, like, a month? Well, Hamid is going to take this opportunity to sell the 80% of a bag of holdings worth of adamantine ore that he picked up this in Damascus. going to be really expensive for Over them. 18 months ago. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. I am going to ask for... I have... Okay, confession time. Alex has played three different systems between the break, none of which were Pathfinder, so you're going to have to give him a moment for him to remember which skill is going to be most relevant for finding something. Finding something is probably knowledge local, unfortunately. Which Hello. you don't have ranks in, do you? So you're going to max out at no. ten. Hamid will ask Cell, um, hey. and he will, he will find a way. So Hamid's probably best idea is to find the local branch of the... Altahan Banking Corporation. You know what? That's actually a really astute solution, which means I'm not going to need a roll. Clever. But he'll, he'll, he'll probably ask Cell as well. He, he might ask Cell to come along as well as to help him with translation and understanding local market if if Cell thinks they would be able to do that oh, at yeah. all. That sounds like a lot of fun. Can you give me a perception check, Bryn, please? And is Cell accompanying you? Mm-hmm. Okay. 30. 30. Yep. You head to sort of what's obviously a financial district, even to you know, like your unfamiliar eye. You struggle at first to find a uh, to hand branch, and then you find something that kind of stops you in your tracks a little bit. You think it's a Tahan branch, but the artwork and the lettering over the front says Tahan and Zalias. Ooh. Zalias. 
you know just for free that Zalia has historically been a key competitor of the Tahans for a while. Interesting. Oh. It was some sort of merger. Or takeover. But which way? Maybe they also had an eligible daughter as head of the corporation and she and Syrah got married. I don't know. So here's the thing is, to your practiced eye, it has the trappings of a Tahan branch, but it keeps throwing you because the lettering's off and the signs aren't what you're used to and so on. But nonetheless, you're, you're, you're certain that it is a Tahan branch of some kind. Sure. I'll head in. Heading in. What's your game plan on the RP side? Is it just to literally... Basically just to ask for a... It, it, it's, it's a big enough bank to be like, to do personal banking, but also to do business banking. Yeah. I want an appointment with a local trade advisor. Okay. You know, I, I imagine that's the kind of thing they would do. That you know, if foreign people are coming here and they bank with this bank and they want to take meetings to organise trades, this will be a first, a common first step. There's about an hour's wait. No one clocks you as you go in, by the way, in any way. Yeah. And you're eventually shown through to, yeah, effectively what is a business advisor. Unless you actively want to RP it, I can just skip to the results. We can skip, yeah. Yeah. Can you give me a diplomacy check, please? Sel, you can assist if you want. Um, oh, actually, yeah, they have really great... No, they have great bluff, not great... Diplomacy. Yeah, you're good at the... Te- oh, no, wait, they do have great diplomacy. I forgot. I have that thing where I switch intelligence yep. for charisma. Oh, nice. Yeah, uh, but I rolled low, so only 14. Um, I don't think that'll be enough to aid. 32 total. Yeah, that's fine. Shocker. <laughs> don't need it! Here's the thing. is I, ha- I have to offer it, but it, it, it might have been a little bit of an exercise of futility. My, my diplomacy is literally the highest skill on my character sheet. Like I could have rolled nearly that high. But what makes me laugh, though, is that if he gets 33 and you aid, the most I can do is go, well, congratulations, it's 34. Game changer. <laughs> so skipping to the end, initially you are being given the generic treatment. Welcome to yeah. the city. You should open a trade account with Tahan and Zalias so that we can help facilitate your needs, blah, blah, blah. When it becomes apparent that not only are you familiar with the inner workings of banking, but also that you have a ludicrously huge amount of high demand item to sell, specifically <laughs> adamantine ore, yeah. It very much changes to, okay, yeah, no, we can make this work. Great. Okay. We'll hook you up, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, they are offering to act, and if they're allowed a finder's fee, to take the entire lot off your hand and distribute it at their end. They are effectively saying, listen, for a for a nominal percentage, we can, we can offer you blah, 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 blah. The percentage for the service they're offering seems reasonable, and they realistically, you think that at the other end of it, you're likely to get... About 60,000 gold for the ore. I mean, yeah, Hamid is happy to agree to that. Okay. Is that the noise that Hamid makes? Yeah, probably. (laughs) To to be clear, you do reckon that if you were to spend a couple of weeks and do it all yourself, you might get as high as 100,000, but it would take... It would take weeks of work. You would be doing it all... You would We're be sp- not here for complex trade negotiations. You would be spinning That's up a small business campaign. just to shift stock to then wrap it up. Like, it's it's not really an option. They are pretty much happy to go into the paperwork. Sell, from your perspective, it's all very unnecessarily involved because surely the, like, the systems required to handle this should be straightforward. Like, nothing's yeah. even powered. It's all just paperwork. Come on. Just, like, just give him money for the thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what I would say is it will take your entire day, but you reckon you might be able to leave with 60k sat in an account ready to use. Sounds good to me. Then, bish bash bosh, that is your day spent. 
sell if you're assisting. I mean, self doesn't have to stay with me. Once, once the initial, you know, I, you know, I wanted to have a potential help in the form of a translator if things were going to get complex. But once it, once the, you know, both parties have relaxed and agreed to the the outline of the deal, I can probably cope. Yeah, that's can, fine. I'll tell sell that if they if they want to, they're welcome to stay. But if they would rather go off and do something more interesting, they should do that. I think what probably happens is Cell like wants to stay to be friendly, but then assuming that these are very detailed buildings that have this kind of high tech stuff, they start just kind of fiddling with what <laughs> is the equivalent of an ATM, yeah, kind yeah, yeah, yeah. Of thing, and just sort of they, the 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 red panda, which kind of zaps now occasionally, just crackles <laughs> electricity, and it's very unclear how that happened. It's like they're sort of using them to kind of fill in the ATM and just like what <laughs> and they're asked gently to leave at the point where the, the ATM itself starts sparking and shud- juddering the ATM is very very large you can see that they're trialling it at this branch and you also see it's ludicrously easy to exploit if you know what you're doing that's your takeaway yeah. So, anyone else doing anything else with this day, or can I jump to meeting at the aeroport? Azu's going to see if she can find a temple of Aphrodite. Uh, you can. Ooh. It is a little bit more corporate looking than you're used to, insofar as it is. <laughs> it's in a comparatively upmarket chunk of the city, which doesn't seem to have a religious district as such. It's a bit more. Um, what's the word? Uh, Secular? Uh, sure, secular in terms of layout Distributed, that's what I'm getting for It doesn't have like a trade quarter And a religious quarter It's a bit more smeared around the place as it were And yeah, so it's a little bit Blank compared to the way Aphrodite temples Normally look, but yeah, they're in there And they seem to be operating perfectly normally it, It's set up as most of them are As a hospital Okay, Azu's gonna walk in and ask After If anyone knows how Aaron Fairhands has been And if he's okay. I will skip to the end of the RP as uh, Aaron Fairhands is leading efforts on the front. Gosh, she's very impressed. And she's like, <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> How brave. <laughs> she also goes and finds the Aphrodite shrine and lights a couple of candles there because it was a Shinto shrine back at the inn, I think. But yeah. an Aphrodite shrine is you know what she's really looking for so there is one detail in here which going into the city so far it's been a bit of a refreshing change everyone else has been everywhere i know you've only really been cairo and japan and so on but it's all been quite dour everything's been a bit down whereas the city seems to be almost booming due to the redirected trade Mm. however the temple of aphrodite is almost awash with light with the number of candles that people are lighting for people they're concerned about and stuff like that. Gosh. So from the outside looking in, it's normal, like the hospital itself is not overwhelmed, anything like that. As a city, it's doing fine. But behind closed doors, there's a lot of worried people, I think. Yes. Well, Azu adds two more candles to the big pile of candles and has some quiet meditation, contemplation, and then... I don't know, maybe has a nice little wander around a city since she doesn't get to see them very often. (laughs) It's nice to be in a big place. I am going to jump to the entrance of the airport unless anyone has anything additional they want to do today. Yes, that evening, basically, I'd like to have a conversation with the four of us rather than uh, a bigger one, including all the people who will be at the airport. Okay, I'll tell you what then. As everyone filters into the uh, the hotel uh, restaurant, which is actually a, a decent business in its own right, I'll take a break here and then we'll we'll come back for the RP. How about that? Okie dokie. Hi everyone, Lydia here from the Magnus Archives, Rustyukil Gaming, and Chapter and Multiverse. Today, I'm here to tell you about We're Alive Descendants, 
the sequel series to the award-winning audio drama We're Alive. From Casey Wayland and Wayland Productions, We're Alive is a survival horror odyssey spanning six seasons and 13 years. Set 18 years after the original series, We're Alive, A Story of Survival, follow the harrowing journey of the next generation of survivors in We're Alive, Descendants. Follow them as they discover how the world has changed, how the infected have evolved, and watch them face the conflict sparked by humanity's efforts to reclaim a lost civilization. Join this new generation as they work out how to make sense of this deadly new world before it consumes them and everything they know and love. We're Alive, Descendants will bring together narrative threads from the first six seasons, but it is also a great place to start for those new to We're Alive, and it should appeal to fans of zombie fiction, horror, and survival fiction. Created and produced by Wayland Productions, and executive produced by us here at Rusty Quill, We're Alive, Descendants premieres April 5th. Search for We're Alive wherever you listen to your podcasts or visit we'realive.com or rustyquill.com for more information. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless ready to get 30 30 ready to get 30 ready to get 20 20 20 ready to get 20 20 ready to get 15 15 15 15 just 15 bucks a month so give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do 
and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. And welcome back. So you are all in the uh, restaurant. It is one of the best boulangeries in the uh, city, but it does serve full meals as well. But the bakery is, is the sort of big tourist draw. As is trying all of the different cakes. They're really good. They're really good. Hey, guys. So I know we're not like a, a, a formal mercenary group or anything. We haven't, you know, signed contracts, the four of us. But, you know, we've, we've been operating as... The same way that we used to operate when when we were a formal mercenary group and there were contracts and you know to me one of the things that comes as part of that is you know um, when when money is made as as part of adventures it should be sort of split evenly and therefore well it, I mean it turns out that some stuff I picked up uh, like a while back um, uh, well sell knows already I was able to sell it for quite a substantial amount and I just uh, to me I think it's really important that that we split that. You know, between the, the four of us, because that's, you know, it, it, well, it was made as part of, you know, a, a mercenary adventure mission thing, and and we, we've been doing that now, and, and we sold it, and it, well, anyway, I just, I, I hope that's not too weird, even though we don't have that arrangement or, or, or that contract, but I think we should each take uh, an even split of, of that money. To, to me, that that's the logical thing to, to, to do. When did you get this? Well, I mean, from my perspective, a few weeks ago, uh, I guess from your guys' perspective, a bit longer. Right. Well, I can't accept any of that then. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't involved. That was something different. And, hey, I left. I, I wasn't there either, but I'm absolutely fine with using the, the group's <laughs> resources to resource myself for a group mission. Just yes, I mean that, that's me. yeah. that's the more important part, Zolf. I mean, if it, I'm not saying it's a reward for for what was done, but to me, it's you know it, it's funds that can help us be ready for what happens next. And if the four of us are going to continue to act as as you know a pseudo uh, a mercenary group, then then to me that those funds should be communal in a sense that we can all use them to to be prepared and, and be ready. Right. Yeah, I suppose that makes sense. In, in which case, you three, you know, buy what you want. If you want to, give me whatever is left. But if you can use it to find more useful stuff for you, do it. I think no. I think the equal split is is the best solution. What's useful to me, Mr. Smith, is knowing that I have a group here that is resourceful and and has good good things themselves. You know, I I, I would rather if we get to another site like with Chowin, with that the, the all the fighting. You know, you were incredible there, and 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 that like to have someone else have my back. I would prefer to get through the fight. And, and, and be able to I mean, we might, for example, Zolf, we might be able to upgrade your boots of levitation into to, to boots of, of flying so that you, you have a lot more freedom to move around and, uh, you know, things like that. Like, there's there's lots of... it's. I mean, it's quite a substantial amount of money. It's, it's 15,000 gold each. You know, we don't need to scrimp and save it to, to, to make sure we've all got some stuff that's quite helpful. To put this in context, 
This is a ludicrous amount of money. Obviously, like, the reason that you can spend it is specialist equipment is a thing in this world, and there is an enormous discrepancy between what high-end magic items can be versus what day-to-day -day life can be out in the sticks. I would say, Azu, I'm going to make a point of it for you specifically. This would be... Like, based on, like, your original, like, uh, home village and so on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I cannot stress enough how ludicrous an amount of money this is. Yeah, when Hamid said, oh, I've got quite a lot of money, she was like, wow, a whole thousand gold. That could... That yeah, could that's go. the kind of... <laughs> like, this is, this is a stupid amount of money. This is more money than you've probably really encountered from anyone you know, certainly. Yeah, and, of course, being in the priesthood... You don't really, like, apart from the material things that you, <laughs> that you need. Yeah. Okay, so she's going to say to Hamid, uh, how much? 15,000 gold each. 15000. Yes. It's, uh, it's 60,000 divided by four. Cell thinks yeah. that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> which, which things did you sell? Uh, the adamantine ore. Oh. Piece of context for you, Bryn. For reasons that people weren't really able to go into, there is one shortage, genuinely. There is a shortage of adamantine because the Damascan supply lines broke down. <laughs> you reckon the timelines line up pretty much exactly with when a dragon came in and started exploding primary supply lines, but long story short, there has been a supply line breakdown on adamantine specifically. That wasn't a thing I deliberately introduced for you. You just got real lucky with it, and it's played out quite nicely. I mean, you can look at it that way, Alex, or you could consider Hamid to be a war profiteer. Good God! What do you mean, consider? <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, what, what is the ethics of what Hamid's doing? I, Bryn, have a different perspective than he does. I, I can't hear you over the personal bodyguard you have from... <laughs> yeah, let's not even dive into this. <laughs> We're going to have to do Red Sun Hamid at some point, and it's going to be horrible. <laughs> anyway. Azu takes a large bite of cake while she thinks about <laughs> the amount of money she now has. It occurs to you, you could probably buy about 120,000 cakes. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. And she does have a bag of holding to keep them all in. <laughs> Helen, they don't stay fresh. It's not worth it. <laughs> but you can swim in them. Like Scrooge McCake. <laughs> okay, I'm aware I'm now an episode and three quarters of the way through. And so far, I, we, we have a coat and a hotel. Yep, and some cake. So I'm going I'm to keep starting to gently pressure us to move forward. Sure. So there, 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 are some, there are some things that with that that I could do that, I mean, like explosions that, you know, they're like that but bigger and like that cell trails off and is talking at one point directly to the wall. Um, like explosions. <laughs> Just Inside. buy what you want and give me the rest. I don't need it, want it. Just you do what you need with it. But it's not fair if if we only give you the leftovers. Well, it is if I say that's what I want you to do. That's not how fair works. I mean, it, it is. Fair is not do what I want you to do. All right. Oh, it's unfair on me. I'm so sad. Now just do it. <laughs> well, I'm I'm going to spend my allocations off, but I'm not going to spend any of any of yours. So that's that's how much that's going to be there for you. Yes, let's all agree that. Oh. Fine. Fine. I'll take your bloody money. 
Azu gives Hamid like a smug look, like, yeah, that showed him. <laughs> He'll take our money and be happy with it. Ham- Hamid tries not to giggle at Azu's look. He'll take the small fortune that makes him independently wealthy for the entirety of his life and he'll like it. <laughs> okay, in that case then, you're not going to be able to fit any more of use in this day. Yeah. So I am now going to jump ahead to the entrance to the aeroport, okay? Okay. So next day, another day in paradise in terms of good weather, etc. It's clearly every single drop of moisture has been squeezed from the sky and it's catching up now. The aeroport itself is a hub of activity it is very busy Uh, in terms of layout it's actually quite similar to the one in paris way back when however it's significantly larger truth be told it actually puts the paris one a bit to shame because they just did it roughly twice the size and at the entrance there is a huge swathe of people and then you can just see a uh, wild hopping up and down waving when he when he sees you because there are so many people (laughs) think like departure lounge at christmas rammed Azu also jumps up and down and waves, <coughs> as if it would be hard to see her. <laughs> I mean, you still glow pink, right? Yeah. Like that's, even with a range of creature sizes. That's... Actually, Azu, could you give me a will save, please? That's a d20, isn't it? Where's my will? Okay. That's 22. 22, okay. It's only been a day, but already... You're kind of missing the room that made you feel small. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably true. Because the demographic is mainly gnomes as well, right? So yeah, so you, you, you leave your large room like, you know what, this, this is fine, I'm okay with this. And then it's knee-high people as far as the eye can see. <laughs> yeah, but she is more used to that, it's just the novelty. It's, yeah, like, yeah. it's like thinking about a roller coaster you were on once or something. Just like, yeah, oh, yeah. that was fun. <laughs> so you uh, managed to meet up Wild and Barnes are there Carter is not oh. Wild is okay if you do well, a... he hasn't got himself in trouble has he I mean it's sort of his job at this point mm, What's what he does up that to? mean that sounds like an interesting job if you come with me there's a little place around the corner that seems to be alright we can eat there and have a chat right oh here's your stuff by the way <laughs> it'll, you know what I'd say it'll have to be in a bag of holding for how much it is yeah are you offering Wild a bag of holding I don't know if mechanically I can Hold up. Then that's fine. What then Wilde will just reply, you may need to hold on to that for me a little while longer. Oh. Oh, um, yeah, no, right, okay, fine. Sorry, once we're on board it'll be fine. Yeah, well it's all here, so yeah. Okay, heading around the corner, you head into a small eatery. Someone pick a genre of food. Noodles. Noodles it is. So it's a noodle house, it's a small little family affair, it's it's mostly populated <gasps> by It's the flying noodle monster. That's what it's called. Because it's been the it's a noodle house in the airport, like I would say that is an imperfect but not necessarily inaccurate translation. Yeah, Cell <laughs> explains it's more like spaghetti. <laughs> so whilst whilst you're all in there, it's it's people on business travel just grabbing a quick bite or whatever. So I found Earhart's. Shh, what's left of Earhart's ship? Oh dear. How bad is it? It would seem that she got caught up in the conflict and it's not airworthy. Okay, so how long is it going to take to fix? Otherwise we've got to look for something else. Wild looks to sell. I was hoping you might be able to help in that regard. Oh, yes, I haven't built any airships myself recently, but often it's more of a problem to keep things on the ground, really, uh, if I lose concentration. Uh, So, yeah, I'm perfectly happy to, to, to 
have a look, give a hand. Uh, and and the, the kobolds here will probably have a lovely time having giving it a shot. There's a, um, a second element that might need addressing as well. What's right? that? Earhart might need fixing a bit as well. Okay. Oh, well, you've got... Yes, fine. What, how? Just be clear. Don't talk in riddles. Zolfan, I can help. Just tell us what needs to be done. Earhart's in quite a bad way. Um, what does that mean? Have her limbs been blown off? What? Is he always like this? He likes... He likes yes. Like... Wilde is fidgeting in a way that you are familiar with now, Zolf which is, means the subject might be approaching, God forbid, emotions and or being touchy-feely in some way. Right. She is uh, emotionally compromised by what has happened and might need guiding in a way that I can't necessarily help. So she's lost someone? I think she lost a lot more than a single person. Oh, no. I get the impression she may have lost the majority of her crew in some kind of major accident. Um, and... Even if we can get the vessel airworthy, someone is going to need to help her out. Yeah, I ain't going to be good for that, so... I agree, Zolf. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We all have our skills. No. So, as it it stands, Cell, um, I've, I've managed to... Use a couple of bribes. I used a couple of bribes in order for us to be able to get access to Earhart's ship, which is currently impounded. And I would appreciate you taking a look at the vessel. Meanwhile, I would appreciate maybe Hamid and Azu, I'm not sure, taking the time. I've managed to track down the flop house, for lack of a better word, that Earhart is uh, populating. And Zolf, I may need you to assist Cell if the thing is airworthy. I mean, a ship's a ship, right? Uh, yes, but I ain't built a ship, have I? You and Barnes between you might be able to uh, help out making sure it's uh, ship-shape. Barnes looks as equally kind of perturbed as Zolf. Uh, Specifically at the statement, a ship's a ship, right? (laughs) Yeah, like, I have sailed. I'm not an expert in building ships. I can tie a good rope... The air currents are actually extremely different uh, a few hundred feet off the ground than they are at sea level. Just, it's... uh... Wild's ridiculous way of going about things aside, I genuinely think he might just mean, like, tying knots, which, as demeaning as it is, um, is that what you were getting at? Yeah, that's exactly what I was... Yeah, I mean, there's rope. Well, I might assist Cell initially, just because, not that I'll be much help, but... The, the kobolds will want to stay with me, but if we can get them started on the project, I think they'd be a lot of, of, of good. And, well, uh, you know, it's not exactly like uh, Earhart and I got on terribly well the last time, and she didn't exactly have a very fun journey with uh, us and make awkward eye contact with Zolf. So it may be better if Azu talks to her alone. I, and I'll certainly help Azu, uh, like, after you've made initial contact, if you think, you know, I could help you out with that but i think just 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 to start with uh, uh, maybe I, i'd be better you know um making sure the kobolds are uh, uh, assisting cell with with the, with the ship yeah and i might actually go with azu and say hey at least because i might be an awkward emotional wreckage as everyone here is very well aware but actually i did get on with her uh, reasonably well so i'm gonna go say hi so fine useful to know all right 
What should we say? Meet back here, 24 hours? Yes, fine. Where's the ship? Where's Earhart? Barnes sort of picks his hand up. I can uh, get you through to the ship. Don't worry about that. Okay. And as for Earhart, Wild, can you... Uh, yes, although I might stay out of sight. Me and Earhart. You said, yeah. Yeah, cool. All right, well, if on the way I need to tiny knots for you, just let me know. As fun as uh, marriage would be at this time, Zolf, I'm really not in the mood. There's a minor smirk of old wild <laughs> sell, kicking sell around giggles. briefly. S- yeah. Time and a place, wild. Time and a place. <laughs> this was the perfect place because it was a retort. At that. <laughs> you, you oh, don't, cool. that's, when, you, when you say something as a reaction, it has to be in that time and place. That's kind of <laughs> Oh, great. No, as, as long as we all understand that that was, yeah, very funny and not at all inappropriate. No, great. Please, fine. Anyway, so where is this? why don't you and I go and find Earhart? Yeah, yeah, maybe we should. All right. Okay, I am going to follow then the people heading to the ship first. Mm. So Barnes starts leading the way. Um, so is that Cell and Hamid? Yeah, and, and yeah. Cell's going to ask Hamid, like, is, um... I mean, Mr. Smith has been, has been you know, this, this way from, I realise, from the, the beginning of, of meeting him, and I just, I just wondered if he's, if he's ever different or if there's uh, anything that you know that that happened or, or maybe that I could do or is there something uh, I'm doing I, wrong uh, I just he doesn't seem to want to be here obviously I met him you know well over 18 months ago and we traveled together for quite a while and he's look Zolf he certainly gets into his own head on occasions and he can you know, he, he, he has he has his doubts and he has his frustrations with the world, but fundamentally he's always managed to power through and keep doing good. And even when, you know, he was losing his faith, he was still, you know, and he had felt the need to leave. There were a lot of reasons for that. And I'm sorry. He clearly went on and kept doing good. And since I've come back, the change in him is clear. He, But that doesn't mean that his entire personality is different. I just think it's how he is, but it's not a bad thing, as much as sometimes it's frustrating to be his friend, you know, it's... Hmm. He always manages to get done what needs to be done, and he's... I mean, he's Zolf. He's he's one of the greatest men I've ever known. I mean, okay, so that... I I, I hope that, that, that you're okay. I... Uh, it's, uh, I, I, I can, if you respect the man, I'll, I'll respect the man. And I, I, I know he's frustrating, but very, very much so, yes, definitely. Okay. I'm really glad we're getting to work together, though. I, I, it's been such, yeah, it's, it's been so fun getting to meet you buddy. and work with you, and I'm just, I'm really glad you're still sticking with us and everything. Ah. So thank, thank you for that. I don't know if we could do this bit net that's coming next without your help either. Oh, here we are. At which point, over the course of this conversation, you've headed through the concourse, which was populated, obviously, by the public and so on. There was a moment of quiet conversation with Barnes and what appears to be sort of a guard of some kind. A packet changed hands and then you were into the back end of the aeroport. Less shiny, less gilded, less bright. And you continue heading through all those corridors and you ended up heading out onto the actual, um, what's it called? Not runways as such, but, you know, like the... The hangers. I've forgotten the, 
Yeah, like, you know, basically you don't need runways with dirigibles and so on, but you do need huge amounts of open and flat land. Yeah. So you head out onto the exterior and then over towards, yeah, the hangars. As that conversation concludes, Barnes starts pulling open the hangar, revealing what can best be described as a deconstructed ship. (laughs) The best way I can describe it is imagine a sailing vessel, primarily wooden, and then imagine that you decided whilst sailing to brew your own whiskey <laughs> and then you got shot by a torpedo. Ah. It is the front half comparatively okay. It even still has like some semblance of like the, the, the paintwork and so on. The further back you get, the more messed up it is. The captain's quarter chunk and like the helm and so on is effectively annihilated. The best way you could say that certainly a lot of the bits that appear to be missing are in the hangar mm-hmm. laid out in a semi-organized way have you ever seen like when there's been say a, a commercial airliner crash where they lay everything out so they can see what's going on similar to that although they aren't doing anything forensic like you know labeling stuff it is just there is an element of organization here and it is currently you notice the other hangars had similarly derelict vehicles around there's a a deflated dirigible in the hangar that was open to the other side and some kind of aerocopter perhaps but it had no blades you're kind of in the chunk of the airport where when someone lands and they can't get back up from landing stuff ends up here Mm. oh dear it looks like the engine exploded or something this is uh pretty bad so I did travel on it before. Uh, let me see if I can explain what it looked like. I mean, I don't know how it was constructed internally, but to give you an impression. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, Hamid will start to sort of lay out what Earhart's ship used to look like, which, if I recall correctly, Alex, is basically a sailing ship with two big jet engines stuck on and then wings on the side. <laughs> More or less, yeah. more or less. The, the wings were less wingy yeah. and more like fins almost. It had two massive engines and from your limited understanding of it, you know the elementals were used. Yeah. Ha- Hamid will recall what he can and explain it as best In fact, he can. give me a knowledge arcana. Yeah. He's not useless thanks to his, his uh, arcana. 25. Entrapped air elementals kept it aloft engines towards the back kept it moving Mm -hmm. meaning that you didn't need to get much out of the elementals beyond lift Mm -hmm. and the thrust was mostly like redirected from a main engine from the way that ham is talking about it even if he doesn't have an accurate understanding it's a well thought out vessel a lot of specialist parts probably prone to breaking down a lot because it is complex, almost willfully so. Cell appreciates that. Looking around, there isn't enough left in this hangar to reconstruct the vessel. There's just not. You need more parts. However, you do think that, structurally speaking, a lot of it looks worse than it is. As in, like, yes, all of the deck is almost completely gone. Yes, most of the side, like, has blown out and so on. But the actual core structure was primarily metal with, like, a wood housing around the outside. So the best way to describe it is, like, the chassis is 
more or less there. Mm -hmm. Huge chunks of the infrastructure are in there. You reckon if if you had unlimited tools and unlimited parts, you could probably get it up in a couple of days, as in like functional. In a week, you could probably get it properly airworthy for a long journey. Cell explains this. And like, do we do we still have the elementals? That's the rub. You're going to need a couple of elementals. And you can buy elementals on the market. Mm -hmm. However, you're in a buyer's market when it comes to air equipment because everyone's. This is a major aeroport. So, as a result, although they will be available. Yes, sorry. You're in a a seller's market. Mm -hmm. So, as a result, you can probably source it, but that. That is the one where you're like, the, the easiest way would be just using someone else's, basically. I can summon elementals. The ability to permanently summon elementals is absurdly powerful, and I'm assuming we don't have loads of people who do that. So I don't know how elemental capturing, but I have mentioned that I can summon things. So if it's a process where like somebody does a temporary summoning and then rams the elemental into like a summoning it's grid... That. You wh- don't need a permanent summoning. Which, so... Since I've mentioned, and we all live in this world and have knowledge, just to throw out there that, that I can create elementals, it would be the perma-gridding of them that's the problem, just to provide context to this scene. Cool. Sure. I, I'll chuck in as well that Barnes pretty much has actually decent insight in, in the how the vessel is working, not at the like super technical side, but in terms of the principles of it. And he's the one that warns you that, yeah, elementals are a bit of a racket, because everyone needs them to fly, there's a there's an artificial kind of price hike mm-hmm. going on there, which would make things a bit more awkward. So the key bits of information then are how much it costs to create or buy elemental trapping gear. Because I assume that, you know, if Zolf can summon elementals temporarily, then quite a few people, like there will be priests of that sort of level in various things, can do so clerics rather so that might be the limiting thing in the market like are they very expensive if if you are providing the elementals and you're just like can you please put them in this commonly used housing it'll cost you a couple of thousand but the catch is Mm -hmm. waiting lists basically it's 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 a specialist thing so you're not going to be able to just rock up and go hi i'd like a flying machine please and i'll be like yeah if you come back in an hour i'll get that sorted for you part of this ship must have been you know, the elemental containment apparatus. Well, I don't know if that's... Well, if that's what exploded, then that's the thing. What do I need to roll to, I assume, check out, A, whether the elemental holding things are there, and B, how much of the engine is there? I, essentially, I want to know what I need to buy. Because Pathfinder is a bit weird in its labelling, disabled device, even though you're not trying to disable it, I'd also allow that's... knowledge engineering. Yeah, I've got lots of that. Yeah, I would say... Go with whichever's higher in this instance. Okay. Can I request Skrark assists because he has points in those abilities yes, as well? Yes, that's actually a good suggestion. And just an, another context throughout, I've just double-checked and I can summon large elementals. So nice. we can do as well. Excellent. Then you have you have solved the major yeah. scarcity challenge in this situation, which is useful. Cool. I only rolled a three, so that is 19 in Disabled Device. You do you want believe... me to roll for Skrark or do you want to, Alex? I've, I've rolled for Skrark, okay. I'm afraid he failed. In future, I'll get you to roll for him. Okay. Unfortunately, you reckon that you're not necessarily going to be able to salvage the elemental housing. Mm-hmm. However, you do reckon your options are as follows. Mm-hmm. One, go through the proper legitimate channels mm-hmm. and try and get hold of it. Mm-hmm. 
or two, you reckon you could because it's so deconstructed. Mm. If you can just get hold of a piece by any means necessary, mm. even if it wasn't for this specific vessel, you can retrofit. Cell is not a thief, so they would bring up, well, there's there's a particular thing that I need, and it may exist in some of these other decommissioned uh, airships, so uh, if we can kind of, if, if we're allowed to, to ask, uh, some of those might be useful. It could be interesting, I think, to, uh, I mean, we've got a lot of money now, right? I don't know. Yeah, uh, I mean... We could, we could double the price you know and the funds and definitely so, don't have to be used to outfit us if they're going to help to get this thing back in the air then that's a better use for them you know it's probably uh, a good thing maybe you could go I'll, I'll write you a list of the things that we need and if you go now then i can start work on the other stuff that needs doing and if it takes about a week then that's fine yeah i mean this is still our best option even if it takes a while to get it in the air so let's take a week and do it right and make sure you've got everything you need i mean i don't really know if i could do it wrong <laughs> I'm going to use that note to jump across to the other half of the party, if that's okay. You are going to have to head off with Wild in order for him to show you where Earhart is. And Wild effectively takes you to a bit of a weird city architecture thing here. It's a lovely city. It has lots of uh, fine architecture and good transport. But in any city of a sufficient size, you end up with those sort of in-between spaces. Mm. You know, you build a big building, you build another big building. The building between is demolished. At some point, someone puts a wall up there. Technically, now that's an interior space, that kind of thing. Those weird in-betweeny, not really official spaces. Wild leads you to an area that has a few more of these and then points to one where it genuinely looks like someone threw up an exterior wall on what's probably just the other exterior walls, like they didn't do a proper job, and it has the really grimiest looking kind of hotel, I put in inverted commas. It's more, it basically, it, it looks more like it is a glorified squat, if I'm honest. Mm. It is filthy and it appears to have sort of no one at the front door or anything like that. It gives off a very strong vibe, especially to you, Zolf. You've seen this kind of thing where, I don't know, if a sailor comes into port and then manages to get themselves robbed and they can't get themselves back on their feet, this is the kind of place you end up, you know? Sure. It's It is a last resort place for people who can't do better mm-hmm. normally. Okay. And yeah, it's, it's the, the fronting is there. there. There isn't a lock on the door or anything in Wild Goes. Um, she's in there. Right. Okay. Well, you can up it then. <laughs> Wild sort of gives a nod. I'll see you tomorrow. Let me know how it goes. Will do. Fine. Bye, Wild. Zolf, before we go in there... Yeah, what? What do you know about Earhart? Swaggering pirate captain Harlequin. Okay. Confident, jovial, loves an adventure. Um, loved it when I threw Bertie over the side. Well, I tried to. Oh, Bertie yeah. was the one we don't like. Yeah, yeah, the dead one. So, Hammond liked him, I think, but anyway. Yeah, Hammond was school friends. They were, um, I don't know, joined by privilege, I suppose. Yeah, I'll make the introductions, because I know her. Um, I'll just try and get you talking to her as quickly as possible, because, yes, as everyone pointed out, despite me having pointed out before of them, I, I am not probably the best person to help them deal with that kind of thing, but at least I can... You know, provide some uh, empathy, as it were. Yes. <laughs> Resolve. Yeah. Mm, never mind. Let's go in. All right. I go in. <laughs> okay. So you head in. Yeah. And it is 
overcrowded in a way that doesn't necessarily make sense at first for the city that you're in in the sense of like that it it's been obvious walking around there is not a housing shortage mm-hmm. this is not a place where people are raising families this is not a place where people are you know settled this is for people who have fallen through the cracks and it is very obvious mm. there are a few people actively sleeping in the corridors as you head through oh dear I'll, I'll retrofit that Wilde pointed out that Earhart's taken the highest room that she could get and yeah heading up a narrow stairway there's a lot of missing doors there seems to be basic plumbing still it's one of the only buildings that you've seen that is still using like gas lighting and so on not that it's lit but it's got all the pipe work and so on and then you keep heading up keep heading up to what you realize is going to be effectively a garret space Mm -hmm. is it cramped in here yes but not claustrophobic okay what this will have once been a long long time ago is a townhouse and then someone went that's a big room i can make that three rooms that's a big room, I can make that four rooms. So it's still got the stairwells and mm. so on, but ultimately it is a building that has been converted due to necessity, not desire. It's yeah. got proper Victorian London sort of slum yeah, vibes. Absolutely, yes. absolutely. Nice big house converted into teeny tiny flats. Okay. Absolutely. Oh, well, that's just modern London, isn't it? So. <laughs> you reach the very top floor where there is one of the only rooms that still has a door, and then you see that hammered into the front is Zolf something that you recognise, which was a label that was on the door of uh, Earhart's ship. Uh-huh. And it just says Captain, and then the rest is scorched away and scratched out. It looks like it wasn't just damaged, but willfully scratched out as well. Sure. Just um, when I open this door, I might mm-hmm. be shot. Don't worry about it. Well, shall, shall we knock first? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm going to knock and then open the door because all she's going to say is go away, but she then might shoot me, but that's probably going to be... That'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> got a lot of hit points. Got loads of hit points. <laughs> got loads of hit points. <laughs> um, she, I mean, look, mechanically she cannot one-shot me, so we're all good. <laughs> you said that in your Zolf voice. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> all, all right, then. All right. Earhart, we're coming in. I'll open the door and walk inside. Cool. <laughs> The trap goes off, and we'll end the episode there. Nice. <laughs> I love the idea, right, that, that Zolf actually has achieved this kind of, this level of emotional disengagement from things because he has actually absorbed a meta-analysis of the game. Like, Zolf's like, I hate, I hate Pathfinder. <laughs> All the time. So many go, bloody rules. Yeah. I just yeah, I go I go shopping and I'm like, why? Yeah. Why have you set this up like this? I I don't understand why I need to write down my spells. Yeah, he just every every morning meditating like, oh for goodness sake. His hand hovers over the door. Azu, how many days has it been since there's been a trap? Three. Oh, right, okay, right. right. <laughs> Is this the third encounter for today, or what do you what do we reckon? <laughs> I might get a long rest after this, so I'll spend my spells. Right, well, while I start researching ways I can give Zolf psychic damage for uh, <laughs> exterior reality knowledge, we'll come back next week. But thanks for now, and uh, talk to you all, all later. Right, then. Bye! Bye. Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by Rusty Quill and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution non-commercial sharealike 4.0 international license. Today's episode was directed by Alexander J. Newell and produced by April Sumner. To subscribe, buy merchandise, or join our Patreon, visit rustyquill.com. 
rate and review us online, tweet us at The Rusty Quill, visit us on Facebook, or email us via mail at rustyquill.com. Join our community on the Discord via the website or on Reddit at r slash rustyquill. Thanks for listening. I love how much you're ending this like a phone call now. You're like, yep, yeah, no, I can't bye, help bye, it. It's, bye, it's bye, absolutely bye. built into my brain. There's a video call, you have to say goodbye. Right. Hi, everyone. Alex here. I'd just like to take a moment to thank some of our patrons. The Flying Piano, Anna, Christian Nabley, This Is Trash King, Catherine N, Shane Crowley, Robert Johnson, Cats and Bolts, Sarah Kitchen, Schneefink, Spooky Ghost Boy, Lissy, Indigo Lee, Kate Sanchez, The Cookie of Doom, Dana Milligan, David McCallick, XBF Noodles, Voivre, Casey Robertson, Chris Zvirken, Amelia Ford, Mr. Don, Mia Kong, Alice Erebus, Nine, Alice Kneep, Holoxam, Aaron Mitchell, Christina Connolly, Emily Brooks Martin, Caroline Schmidt, Rebecca Bonomi, Falcon Reynolds, Kirsty Proctor, Parker, Salem Helgadotir, Rebecca Burrows, AC, Amber, Eternitarian, Buff Mothman, Stuart Platt, Michael Goulish, Lauren Fisher, Agru, Dane, I like cetaceans and SCP-2521. Thank you all. We really appreciate your support. If you'd like to join them, go to www.patreon.com forward slash rustyquill and take a look at our rewards. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi everyone, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled woe period begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun, 
and see you later.